Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. So happy you're joining me tonight. I hate to be doing this by myself. I'm glad you're watching. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. It's so important for you to share. Sharing is caring. Make sure you share. We need you to share. I've been so excited about where our social media has been going because we're reaching so many people. So here's what I want you to do. People can be watching this all over the world. I want you to take out your phone. Take out your computer, whatever you're watching on, right? Somebody say, I'm watching on my TV. Well, praise God, some device got you there, amen? I want you to get out your phone and connect with us on platforms we need you to connect. Number one, obviously Facebook, right? You may be like, well, I watch on YouTube. Well, get on every platform. It helps us reach more people. So go to Instagram, Get the relevant church Daytona Beach. I don't know how to do it. Just go in the link, search, and you're going to relevant church Daytona Beach. You're going to see the logo. Subscribe. We need you subscribing. Go to my Instagram, right? Chris Arnold, right there. Subscribe. You'll find it. Google it. Figure it out. It'll work, right? Go to our YouTube page. Get on the YouTube. Get on every platform. And I appreciate that because we need this. This is how we get out more. This is how we reach more. This is the modern day evangelism. And, you know, I I was talking to the team uh, not too long ago. I said, okay, well, everybody meet me at the church at, you know, 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, which we're going to do every Saturday. And let's go out in the heat and walk nine miles in the blazing sun and go door to door. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying. This is how you do it. You want to be an evangelist today? Do it through your phone. Right here. Here's modern day evangelism. There, right here. Sharing, telling people, letting people know what's going on. Woo, my God in heaven, I'm telling you what, that's how the Holy Ghost can reach somebody. And you should see the testimonies we get. People calling up, people texting, people watching, people telling me, oh, this happened, that happened. Man, I'm telling you, I'm excited about it. We need you to share I'm going to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it until we do it, man. We got to just reach more people. So praise the Lord. Thank you for doing that. And don't forget, share right now. So go there on Facebook or wherever you're watching. Click it, share. Share it on your page and let everybody know you're watching. And that gets us even more reach so we can reach more people. It's all about people. We ain't getting getting none out of this. It's not like we get like a plaque that says something. We're trying to reach souls and then... People come into the kingdom because of your obedience, amen? I just, yeah, I, I, you know, it's modern day evangelism. That's what it is. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ forevermore. All right, how many excited about giving? Look at Malachi 3.10. Man, I'm gonna tell you right here and now. Bring your tithe into the storehouse. That's the church. Your tithe belongs to the Lord. Now, some people say, I can't afford to tithe. Well, you can't afford not to tithe. And the tithe don't belong to you, it belongs to God. It's God's money, okay? That there may be meat in my house and prove me now. Jesus said, prove him. He'll open up a window of heaven, pour you out a blessing. There ain't gonna be enough room to receive it. 
Okay, now tonight I want to talk to you about this because this is very, very important about your tithing and your attitude and money. So it's important because we're still in we're still in increase, right? So here's what you need to see. Very clear and very precise, he says to me and to you that it's our job to bring our tithe, right? So just say this, start becoming strategic in your giving that the minute it comes in, you take it, set it aside to God because it belongs to him. He said, prove me and see if I won't open up a window of heaven and pour you out a blessing you cannot contain. Hallelujah. That's big time talk right there. How many you got, how many of you want God pouring out some stuff you can't contain? Well, we all do. So praise the Lord. You'd be lying if you said you didn't. Amen. You can give it away. Four ways we give. They're up on the screen. Things we say around here is we claim when we need, claim the 40, 50, 60, 100 grand. Claim a million bucks. I don't know. Whatever you need faith for, claim it. Believe God. Expect God. And then after you claim it, what do we do? Woo! We break the power of the devil. Tell the devil, get off my money. Get out, I bind you in Jesus' name. Loose the angels of heaven. Go get my money. Go get my stuff. They're the reapers and bring me the harvest. And then what do we do? We thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for meeting all of my needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. And yeah, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, you can't outgive God. It's part of the process of life. And it's just a trust factor. I, I, I think more than anything, money's just about trust and if you're trusting God, you ain't worried about it. Amen. Tonight, I want to I go somewhere, and, and I want you to see this. I want you to look with me. Um, oh, this yeah, Hebrews. I'm going to show you tithing in the New Testament. Hebrews 7.1. Tithing in the New Testament. Some people say, well, tithing ain't in the New Testament. Yes, it is. It's in Hebrews chapter 7. Okay, now I want you to see this. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. Now listen to this. So wait a minute, Melchizedek, king of Salem, he was the priest. Okay. Met Abraham and blessed Abraham. That's what it says. So Abraham, when he got with the priest, type and shadow of the church, gave him a tenth of all the spoils. Gave a tenth part. To whom, look at verse 2. To whom Abraham gave a tenth part of all. So Abraham tithed to Melchizedek the priest. This is before the law. This is before, before the Old Testament. Okay, now he tries to explain who Melchizedek is. King of righteousness, king of Salem, king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, neither having beginning of days nor end of life, but is made like in the Son of God, abide the priest continually. So now he's a type and shadow of Jesus. Now people try to say it's, you know, I don't know, they got all this, I, I, I don't go there. You know, they say, well, it's so-and-so, and that's, um, I don't even, I, I used to know who they used to say it was. I don't know, you don't know. You know, you get to heaven and ask all these questions. I have no time for that. <laughs> I used to think, too, you know, somebody say, somebody say it's this, somebody says that. He's a type and shadow of God. Let's just say a type and shadow of Jesus. 
So when Jesus showed up, in, wasn't Jesus made a priest in the order of Melchizedek? It's a, it's a, yeah, he was. He tells you there. It's a type and a shadow, right? It explains it. So what are we trying to see? So Melchizedek in the office as the church and Jesus Christ, Abraham shows up and gives the tithe. Okay, I can go with that. And if you can't go with that, go with me because I'm telling you what's the truth. Now, verse 4. Now consider how great this man was that even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth. That's tithing. Now, here's where it comes in, in, in the modern-day church. Okay? Verse 5. And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi, that's the priesthood. That's the church. Like, I would stand in the office of the priest. Now, I'm not a priest, but I stand in the office of the priest being the pastor of the church. I've got a priest in, like, Catholic church. They're over it out. I don't, I don't, you give tithe, but it don't go to me or the priest or this or that. It goes into the Lord. But there's got to be a, 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 someone to receive it in the earth, okay? So now watch what happens. He's explaining it. He says, there are them of the sons of Levi who are in the office of the priesthood. That's me. Have a commandment to take tithes of the people. According to the law. Now, here's where it gets slippery, right? They say, well, tithings are the law. No, it's not. No, it's not. Tithings by faith. It used to be of the law. Now it's a faith act. Okay? That it is what? That is of the brethren, though they come from the what? The loins of Abraham. Now watch what he says. He explains it. But he whose descent is not counted from them, receive tithes of Abraham and blessed him that promise. There's the blessing, there's the priesthood, there's the still outside of the law because Abraham has nothing to do with the law. Abraham fulfilled it by faith, not the law. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed by the better. That means the lesser, right? The lesser gives to the greater. That's covenant terminology. Now watch this, nine, and as I may say, Levi, the priesthood, who received tithes, paid tithes to Abraham, for he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Abraham in the lineage, that's where the blessing comes in, he's saying, Levi was in Abraham, right? Also, I'm going to say, Levi also received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham, for he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. He's saying from generation to generation, this covenant that was come between Melchizedek and Abraham goes on to the children of Abraham. That's us. Now watch this. Verse 8 is what I want you to see. And here, men that die... Receive tithes, earthly men, men that die, priesthood, receive tithes. But there he received them, if his witness, he liveth forever. But he that receiveth them lives forever. Oh, what is he saying? 
I receive it right in the earth, but what you sow is received by God who lives forever. This thing go away. Still here for the church. And tithing and giving. And let me tell you, all you people want to double down. Let me tell you why. You can't get out of this thing with me because I know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to help you. Well, I don't believe tithing's in the Bible and all this other stuff. Tithing's in the Bible. And here's the thing, okay? Let's just leave you alone for a minute and let you just have a little thing. What about seed time and offerings and harvest? Okay, let's just get over the hump because some of you are going to be staunch in your mind. I'm not giving nothing to God. I don't believe tithing. Okay, then where's your seed and your offering? He said, you robbed me in that too. So you don't believe in sowing for a harvest? Lose the mindset. Now, this is what I want you to see. Men receive the money. Jesus receives the attitude behind it. That is huge. Listen to this. This is why giving with the right heart is so important. Hebrews 7 8 tells us that men receive tithes and offerings, but the Lord receives the attitude behind them. Have you ever seen all these scriptures emphasizing the attitude of a gift? Bring the gift, receive. What does 2 Corinthians 9 7 say? You can go there. 2 Corinthians 9 7, you got to see this. This is what they're saying. Like, I don't want to do it. Don't do it. If you do it with that attitude, it ain't going to work. So let each give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So here's the key. What happens when we give in faith? Men receive the money but God receives the faith. What happens when we give what love as the motive behind it? Men, woo, receive the money, but God receives the love. Wow. What happens if you grudgingly give or necessitously give? Men receive the money, but God gets nothing because we receive nothing in return because God wants to see the attitude behind the giving. So you're telling me, oh, oh, when we give our finances. No, when you give your finances, you're giving your faith, you're giving your love, and you're giving your honor to God. It's just an avenue that God can use so you can give it to him. Man. When all these things start working and operate on your beside, God multiplies blessings back upon you and brings you into the land of abundance. Everything that begins and ends with prosperity begins and ends with God. He instructs us to give with faith. He instructs us to give with leading of the Lord. He instructs us to give Against fears, he instructs us to give above excuses. He instructs us to give out of the out, out of out of the right heart. He gives us the instruction to give out of a right attitude. When that takes place, supernatural strength will overcome your fears and your excuses and your wrong attitudes. And when you step in faith to obey God's word in His instruction through your tithes and your offering. 
God will now receive your worship of tithing and offering and your surrendered life and give you a maximum return. You and I will actually see God's presence through the Holy Spirit as we come and meet these challenges we face through financial seed sowing and watch and see God become your exceeding great reward. And man, I talked about that a couple weeks ago in Genesis 15.1. I still ain't right from that, man. That thing blew up in here. And I might even, I'm going to talk about that for a minute because that thing, that thing messed everybody up. Look at Genesis 15.1. And we, we, I mean, I feel, I feel led of the Lord to talk about this. So I'm going to do it. Genesis 15.1, y'all know what it says. And God wants to know your attitude behind your giving. God wants to go know the mentality behind your giving. God wants to know that your giving is, is, is forward thinking for his, his love. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, right? He went on. He, this is about Isaac, man. He wants to know, why do I go childless? How am I going to know? God gets ready to take him out, show him the stars in the sky. But listen to this definition. After these things, the word of the Lord came in Abraham in vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield, and I am thy exceeding great reward. Remember I read that, and I was like, what's that mean? So I did some digging. I don't know why I got stuck with that. I'm glad I did. Exceeding great reward. What does that mean? So the Lord tells him, he says, God, and he says, I am your shield, and I am your exceeding great reward. Okay, and I said this the other day, and I want to say it again. Okay, so now I pulled this out from, I told you, I pulled this out from a, from a Hebrew understanding. Usually it takes several words to translate one Hebrew word, okay? So actually, the translation of these three words will wrap together this package, okay? So the Hebrew word for exceeding is the word miod. M-E-O-D, which means speedy, fast, or quick. Okay? I like that. Speedy, fast, or quick. You got it? The Hebrew word for great is rabah, which means increasing. Okay? I'm down. Speedy, fast, quick, increasing. And the word, Hebrew word for reward, literally means salary, wages, or money. So what did he really say to Abraham when he said, I am thy exceeding great reward? Don't blame me. This is Hebrew scholar stuff. I will be your shield and your quickly increasing money supply. Go, go yell at God. I don't know why he said that. God is simply saying, right? I know what you're doing, but I'm your reward. Stop looking at everything else for security Stop putting your faith in what you got going on and start understanding that I will be your shield and your rapid increasing supply of finances forever. Are you kidding me? And then I'm in here Sunday, that Sunday preaching it, and if you're looking at me any other way besides bouncing off the wall, you didn't get it. That's prophetic for the moment of your life forever. My God in heaven, he's an increasing, 
Woo! He is a spirit. Woo! Quickly increasing money supplying God. Well, that's what he said in Hebrew. If that's what God wants to call him, can you imagine if you called yourself that, you'd get crucified. Hey, buddy, I'm your quickly increasing money supply. Oh, you know, you shouldn't be, money's not everything. You shouldn't be thinking about money. And what in the heaven does Genesis 15, 1 got to do with money when it's all about a promise? You ever ask yourself that? Because then he goes, Abraham, oh, what do you give me? After these things, the word of the Lord came into Abraham in a vision. Now, you say, well, what were the things he was talking about? I'm glad you asked. You want to know what it was? Now, watch this. Abraham is in, he's in a battle of understanding because in Genesis 14, before this happens, he's talking about how Abraham blessed Melchizedek. I should have really laid that out for you, but I didn't. Go with me to Genesis 14, 17. Because 15 is like a statement. But what was, the pre, what, was the, what was the predicament, let's say, or what was the situation that was going on that he says in 15, 1, hey, how's this going to happen? Right? So let's just look at the terminology of 51. And after these things, I know you could stay there. Let me just read it because I don't want him having to go back and forth. And he says, in these things, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Okay, what was the word? I am thy shield and I am thy exceeding great reward. Okay, great. What was said before the vision? Wouldn't that be good to know? Right? Like what was the pretense of why did you say, you're, I just, then he goes on to talk about Isaac and say, oh, how should I know I'm going to have a child? You told me. He goes, oh, look at the stars in the sky. We're beyond that. But what was, what was the preface that now he says, I am thy exceeding great in reward. Okay, what was it? 1417. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return of the slaughter. And I don't know where that place is, but... Shedalom or whatever that is. I don't know what that is, man. You, you could, yeah, over there in, uh, in Chicago. And the kings, right? What is that? Why do you got to use these words like this, right? I don't even understand this stuff. And of the kings that were with him in the valley of Shiva, which is the king's dale, right? And Melchizedek, oh, here we go, 18. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine and was the priest of the most high God. There's Melchizedek, Hebrew 7. And he blessed him. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, professor of heaven and earth. Or possessor. I'm all excited. Right? He said, Abraham, you met Melchizedek, and now I put the blessing on you to prosper. The blessing of Abraham got on him right there. And he said, because you blessed him, Abraham, you will be blessed, and you will be possessor of heaven. And he blessed, and he said, Blessed be the most high God, which had delivered thine enemies in thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Oh, I don't see no It's right there, man. Man. That's that whole seven story, Hebrew seven. 
And the king of Sodom said, give me the persons and take that goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread, even a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is yours. Least that you should say, you made me rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten in the portion of the men which were with me. Let them take their portion. Now watch 15. Abraham says, hey, I know I just got this blessing thing going and I understand that I did my part, but I ain't taking nothing from Sodom. And I know McKissick, listen to me, and I know McKissick said, I'm blessed and I'm going to be in covenant with you and I'm going to be, I just tied to you and I just gave to Hebrew 7. He said, I know I did all this and I know it's done, but how shall this be? In his head is he's thinking, I don't see none of this stuff. And after the word came. And after these things, the word came unto Abraham in the vision and said what? Don't you fear nothing. Because Abraham's thinking, look, man, Sodom's got the layup. Sodom's got the money. The king's trying to give me this stuff. I ain't going to let this joker give me nothing. It's going to be strings attached to this. If I take it, he's going to say he made me rich. You make me rich. God made me rich. But I got news for you. Only thing he got from Melchizedek was a word. He tithed and got a word. You shall be blessed. Well, where the heck is the blessing, man? And God comes and says, hey, Abraham. Woo! Come on, you seeing it? Let me show you who you are. Who are you? I will be your shield, and I will be your exceeding. Does it make sense now? I will be your shield and your quickly increasing money supply. That's why he told them. Why? Because what was on the other side? It was money. It was goods. It was the world way. It was the stuff. It was the possessions. So why in the heaven would God say, I'm an exceeding quick, quick exceeding money supply? Because he just left a bunch of stuff that he could have got wrong and decided to tithe and serve God and get it the right way. And God said, because you're a tither, woo, you got access. I got any tithers in relevant church? I got any givers in relevant church? I got every seed sower. I got any seed sowers in relevant church in the ministry? Partners connected around? I got anybody giving around here? Well, I got news for you. If you're giving, then this blessing is your blessing to take. What did he say? I will be quickly increasing your money supply because you're a tither, because you're a giver. And we got revelations. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not, I'm not bragging, but other people don't know this. Church people don't know this. They don't know this. It's not a revelation, and that's why you go to church here, and that's why you partner here, because I just released the prophetic word on you to change your life forever. Didn't you want to ask that question of Genesis 15? 
after the word of the Lord came? Well, what was the whole pretense of what was going on? He just told you what was going on. He just met Melchizedek. He just brought the tithe. Oh, hey, man, my, my tithe don't make no difference. Yeah, that's why you're broke. Your tithe makes all the difference in the world, man. Oh, I, don't, I don't believe that, Pastor. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about all that. And, 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 and I don't understand all that. What's that? What's that mean? He told you right there. Look at it one more time. Verse 17. Just go to 14. I know I'm all excited about it, but I'm pumped. How can you not be excited? If you're not excited about this, you might be dead. Smack yourself around and wake up. Come on. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after the spoil. Right? And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the most high God. And he blessed him. That's the power of the blessing from the priest. Man, I talk big. Every time I pray over you, you get the blessing from the priest. Take your spot, man. Preacher, you better take your spot. Oh, I'm nobody. Then you ain't going to give these people nothing. All those preachers watching me, you better wake up. Well, I'm, I'm just normal. I'm not normal. You think you're normal? Go get a day job. I'm anointed by God to speak a blessing over your life. I stand in the position of God Almighty in the earth over your life, over your family, over your kids, over your business, over everything you touch. And when I say you're blessed, you're blessed. And if God didn't want me to do it, then he would have never picked me to do it. But he picked me and I'm taking my place for you and your family. That's what Melchizedek did. He said, Abraham was a giant. He said, but I bless you, Abraham. Man, Abraham should have been blessing him. But Melchizedek stood in the office of the priest and pronounced the blessing. And Abraham wasn't stupid and he wasn't prideful and he wasn't arrogant. He said, when the man of God said blessed, I brought him a gift. Woo! My God, I hope you're getting this. And he said, he blessed him. And Abraham, the Mosiah, you shall be possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed. Blessed be the most high God, which delivered your enemies. That's covenant promises. And he gave him a tithe of all. He brought the gift. See the exchange? The priest spoke the blessing. Abraham brought the tithe. Abraham brought the tithe. This priest brought the blessing. But God gets all the increase. And you don't think God backed it up? Go to Genesis 15, 1, one more time. And after these things, the word of the Lord came into Abraham in a vision. He's thinking, how in the heaven is this going to happen? And God said, Abraham, don't you fear. I'm your shield. And I am your quickly increasing money supply. I will provide for you in your future greater than ever before. Man, I don't, know how, I don't know how you're staying in your skin. I'm ready to wrap around the room and run. Amen. Listen to me. This is the change and transformation that's taking place in your life. And if you allow it to take place, it will transform your future forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for everything you're doing. I thank you, Father, for this revelation. I thank you for the impartation. I thank you for the supernatural access. I thank you for the supernatural ability for them to sow even right now. I thank you, God, that you're going to quicken this word and they're going to sow seed. 
They're going to sow seed right now in the unction of this thing. Somebody's getting ready to tithe again. Somebody's getting ready to bring an offering again. Don't put an offering. Make sure, don't put an offering right now. Right now, put the link for offering right now. Somebody's being quickened. You, you haven't been paying tithe and the Lord spoke to you and said, pay your tithes. Some of you right now feel like there's an unction of the Holy Ghost to be a giver. You better give right now. You can't wait another minute. That link is up there for you, not for me, because there's an anointing here to meet you there. Some of you need a breakthrough, just like Abraham. Some of you need a miraculous, get out of the way from your enemy thing. Sow your seed now and receive your harvest. And some of you are sitting there going, I didn't know that my tithe was that important, Pastor Chris. It's okay, repent and start tithing today. Because the Bible said that once he gave the gift, God said, I will increase you rapidly. This is a revelation we didn't have since. Six weeks ago, man. I didn't have this revelation six days ago. It's now. It's today. It started happening a couple weeks ago. We brought Brother John and Dr. Rob into the house, and all of a sudden, portals of heaven started open, and revelation knowledge started pouring in so we can see the truth of the gospel, so we can go to another level. Without wisdom, we can't go nowhere. But now you got the wisdom, now you need the obedience. Sow your seed, reap your harvest, bring your family into another dimension of God. If God wasn't doing it, he wouldn't back it up. He's doing it. The burden of proof is on Jesus. Watch him do it. I bless you right now. And I commend that blessing to come upon your life. And I think your increase is coming upon your life and supernatural success from this moment forward because of the revelation that you have today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, man. I'm blessed out of my mind. But I want you to know you're blessed. We're connected in this thing together. I'm demanding that blessing come upon your life. The Lord wants you to have it. I love you, and I'm going to see you Sunday. God bless you, and remember this. You just keep doing what you're doing in faith and walking this out, and you're going to see God move supernaturally on your life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. See you then. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.